podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coombe Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. It's fight week. Hi, how are you, mate, first of all? Surprised you got time for me, really. Why, mate? Well, landed the exclusive, didn't you? Got the big one. How many views so far? In 16 hours, just over 420. Wow. Does it do the mill? I hope so. It's, it's worth it. I don't think you've watched it, have you, yet? I've watched... Yeah, I've watched it, actually. Oh. Yeah, I've. Yeah. Oh, it's very good, isn't it? Yeah. Listen... I think sometimes I see a lot of comments about AJ you know when he does an interview like that oh he's finally shown his true club that is AJ he's got or had a almost like a responsibility as the flag bearer for British boxing to behave in a certain way thought he swore a lot which, but he's animated he's, he's angry he's, and that's what you want to see isn't it I mean the response seems to be great and that's what you're going to get from him in this fight you're going to get the ruthless guy the guy that's got the hump the guy that's going to go in there to tear someone's head off. And that's what we want to see. That's what we need to see. So I like what I'm seeing. And I like the hunger. And uh, I think you should do more. I think I should do more. And also, also, can I say one thing, though? The advertising revenue's gone through the roof for, you, for IFL. For that interview, isn't it? Be, be yeah. honest, yeah. You know that yeah, but, when you when you got home from the interview? Like, one, like, how smug were you? Were you just sitting there with a smile on your face all night, just saying, one, I've got this exclusive, two, I've made some uh, spondoolies on the old YouTube advertising revenue. It's been a great day. I wasn't really thinking about the revenue, to be honest. I was thinking more for the fans, aren't you? No, I am there for content for the fans. What I'm saying to you is it was nice to get a bit that Anthony Joshua asked me to do. Which doesn't usually happen, by the way. I usually pester people like you, etc. But he did say to me when we're in America, he said, I should do something with Cougar when I get back. I said, Don't waste your fucking time, to be honest with you. I but bet you did a lot. I need to do it. Can I just ask you, what did you make of the whole trainer situation? Because some parts were clear, some parts weren't clear. What I know you know more, to, to probably. Honest, no, but there's, there is nothing to tell. Like, nothing's clear. So it's not like he's come back and he's decided who he's going to bring into the team or if anyone he or if he's going to bring into the team um, it's just more um, he, he wanted to go out there he wanted to look and see and talk and learn that's it whether that leads to a change whether that leads to someone coming in quite likely because he wants to make a change I don't think he wants to just go back into the rematch with everything in his life the same because he knows he's got to make changes. So I, I, I don't think there's anything clear that can come out of it. I think he was pretty honest, to be honest with you, with, with what's going on. And I think he had a great trip. I mean, he's wearing the no boxing, no life hat. That's not because he's decided to go very Reynoso. But I, just, I think he just enjoyed being around really smart people, really, you know, people who, who know the game. And, uh, you know, I, I like what I see. I like what I see. A few digs there at... Uh, a few uh, right, mate. Right. Thompson. Uh, how you doing mate you alright how you doing alright he's obviously aggravated by certain people in the industry especially former professional fighters or whoever that have kind of maybe advised him like not to him but in interviews not 
to take this rematch. He took offence to that straight away. Yeah, everyone's got advice, haven't they? I mean, I've never known so many, so much, so many experts. You know, from the geezer out there who's telling me what AJ's got to do when he gets in there to, you know, former champions. You have to respect everybody's opinion, but doesn't mean he has to acknowledge and take every opinion on board and act on it. Um, I think he's quite offended by people who say he shouldn't take the rematch because I think he finds that quite insulting. Because one, not just because he believes he can beat Alexander Usyk, because that's not what he's about. I mean, I thought... You know, I saw his stuff on Aram and stuff like that. And Aram, Aram's been quick to criticise. Aram said that Pulev would beat him. Aram, Aram said he's overrated. Aram said all this. So you can't win, can you? Um, there's nothing else in his mind other than the rematch. Why, why would you? Why would you even consider not trying to win your world championship belts back? I don't understand. It was the same thing with the Ruiz rematch. Everyone, no, he shouldn't. He, he's been stopped badly. He needs to go away now and rebuild takes the rematch wins wins every round and even that weren't good enough so when he goes out and beats Alexander Usyk in a rematch which I honestly believe he will do we'll see what people say there I just I just don't know why people just don't say fair play mate for taking the rematch you know you lost you want to go straight back in there and fight him again I can love that where's the mentality where's that mentality the Brit mentality I can go on son you just got beat. You're the underdog. Go and stick it on him. Go and beat him. Instead, it's, oh, no, you shouldn't do that, mate. You, I mean, because definitely, I reckon if AJ turned around and said, I'm not going to take the rematch, I'm going to take a couple of easy fights instead, don't reckon he'd get any stick for that. Okay, now, can you imagine? He'd be a coward, wouldn't he? He'd be a coward. He'd be a ducker. Whatever. You can't have warm-up fights. Come on. No, he don't want a warm-up fight. He wants to try and beat Usyk, who is pound for pound, number one or two to two. In the world. What's wrong with that? Give him, you know, get behind him. Just a final one on, on AJ. Can you give us any updates on, well, potential venue, country or date? No, um, uh, Alex Krasuk is away on holiday and then we said we'd catch up following that, which I think is next week. So we'll start planning. March, around that time for the rematch. Um couple of options love to do it back in the UK Saudi is an option yeah the Saudi is an option Middle East is an option but I think I'd like to do it back in the UK and, and if we can you know towards the end of once we creep into April it's when we did the uh, Klitschko fight so start looking at outdoor venues I think from there so it could go into April could do I don't think it I mean it can do if 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 uh, everyone's happy with that um, I think Usyk, where are we now? Creeping up to November. Can't imagine Usyk's going to start training until probably the new year. But then we also have to look at Fury against White. When does that take place? Um, if it takes place. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious it will. Um, Is it? Well, it's, uh, it'll be called by the WBC, yeah. So you're not, you're dismissing the the possibility of Fury getting elevated to some emeritus champion that, no. and then White fighting for a vacant regular WBC title listen anything's possible in boxing but from from the wording that I've seen from the WBC and the, the work that's going on behind the scenes with uh, with the legal teams I don't I don't think so no I hope not I mean yeah, we, we hope not yeah, I mean, absolutely yeah. Yeah. but it's the best fight out there for Tyson Fury away from AJ and Usyk you know, Andre so. Ward didn't agree with you Andre Ward don't ever really agree with me Andre Ward just thinks that Tyson Fury should box once every year or retire 
Why not stay active? Fury's on a great run. Uh, he's he probably wants to stay active himself. He makes an absolute fortune for that fight. He, he'll believe he can win it. Why not be active? And when I talk about, it's, it's never about not giving Fury credit. But when you know you talk about creating a legacy and being a great heavyweight, you have to beat other people in the division other than one guy over the last three years. And right now, if people think Fury is so good and he is a, a brilliant heavyweight, maybe he beats them all. So why wouldn't he want to go through them all and create that kind of legacy? So um, I think Fury against White's a tremendous fight. And I think it'd be great to do... You imagine if we got to a stage where we had Fury against White and AJ against Usyk in the first half of next year, both in the UK. Imagine your numbers. When is that going to get called for? Um... Well, it's pretty much already been called for. I mean, we've already officially he's been on the WBC website, um, and also their convention's coming up in two weeks, something like that. So I think you'll see it, you'll see it there. So when it gets called, what's the process? Does it quickly explain to us the process of what will happen? WBC will say, well, when a fight gets called, when a mandatory gets called, you have 28 days for negotiation. If, if both parties can't agree terms, we'll go to a perspid. Do you think you can agree terms? Yeah, I don't see why not. Have you had these talks already? No, no, no talks. Not, not looking to be difficult. I mean, I, look, Dillian wants to get what he deserves for that fight, but he also wants the fight. So, don't see why we can't sit down with with Bob Arum and, and make that fight uh, again. Mass, massive fight, stadium fight. When, when was the last time Fury boxed in the UK? Can't remember. Five years ago, four years ago, something like that. Profiles bigger than it's ever been. Dillian White's a big draw. It's a stadium fight. So. Yeah. Talk about the cards this weekend. Obviously, uh, yeah, we talked about the disappointment of not the headline event of of White and Wallin not happening. White's got a press conference tomorrow. Yeah. So Chantel Cameron headlines now against Mary McGee in a great fight. Um, and then yes, Babbage, Molina, etc. Yeah, talk to me about the card. Yeah, it's it's always hard when you lose a main event like that. I mean, look, we're gonna have. I think we'd done about eleven or twelve thousand tickets. We hoped we'd get towards fourteen thousand. Was a huge fight, and then it gets taken away from you, and you can't really win, can you? Obviously, the card isn't as strong as we'd like it to be because we don't have a main event. But the other option is to jack it in, hide, let nine fights down, a lot of them really good fights, and just walk away and have no show. That's not how we work. I don't think that's fair for the fighters. We want to put shows on. Um, and I think it's a, a decent card. Is it the best card we've ever done? No, of course it's not. We, we've, lost, we've lost the main event. But when you've got the strength of women's boxing game, you know, as it is, I mean, last week or two weeks ago, you had a women's fight headline on Sky. Next week, we've got a women's fight headline on ESPN with Maya and our girl, uh, Maiva Hamadouche. And this week, You've got a unified championship fight headline on the zone as well. So that shows you the strength of women's boxing right now. And I think Chantel Cameron against Mary McGee is a really good fight. When we start off the broadcast, whatever you do and whatever you think about the night, and I know there's been criticism, obviously I see these things, tune in for Yusuf Kamari against Castaneda. He's going to be an absolute war. And I don't mind, if it's not, you can bring this up and give me stick for it, but I am... I'm so convinced this fight is going to be a brilliant, brilliant fight. Castaneda beat Ofer Jones in America in an all-action fight. Watch that fight. Yusuf Kamari, always in great fights. Last time out in Spain. Then you go Craig Richards, WBA international title fight. Big fight for him. It's a tough fight against Matcha. 
Johnny Fisher has sold 1,400 tickets out of his hand for this fight against Torero. Babich against Molina, I expect that to be fireworks as well. And then um, Chantel Cameron against Mary McGee. WBC, IBF, and inaugural Ring Magazine Championship belt on the line. And before that, on Before the Bell, Jordan Thompson, who we just uh, saw there, going to be a great addition to the cruiserweight division. John Hedges up there. Uh, Ellie Scottney back, so excited to see her back under uh, Shane McGuigan as well. And Tom Thomas uh, Carty as well. And I've probably missed another one, have I? Mm, don't know. Have I? Off the top of my head, I don't know. Castaneda against Kamari. Craig Richards against Matcha. Johnny Fisher against Torero. Babich against Molina. And Chantel Cameron against Mary McGee. Ellie Scottney. Card. No, before that. Ellie Scottney. Uh, Hedges. Hedges. Um, Thomas Carty. That's eight. Uh, Jordan Thompson. Nine. That's it. Oh, we're yeah. good. Cool. Um, Eddie, Dillian White's come under a, a little bit of criticism on, you know, from fans online about people not believing that he's actually had an injury. We spoke about this the other day. Um, questions that I've been asked to ask you is that, and I would use the comparison of when Dubois had his eye injury, you called for... I didn't call for you, But you said... But you I said, said where? Seen, I said we haven't seen. Okay, so should, should fighters have to prove that that they're injured? Yeah, they, I believe if if they're injured, but it's a different kind of scenario here. He, we have spoken to, uh, we have full doctors' reports on the injury. We've spoken to um, uh, uh, Salita. We've spoken to the team of Otto Walin, and and yes, of course. Now, it's not. You know, it was never. I, all I said was that we haven't seen. The scans. When Kel Brook broke his uh, cheekbone, he came out and posted scans. Up to a fight if they were to post scan. It's very different when you're talking about a shoulder injury to a cheekbone fracture. But I don't have to show any scans to anyone. That's all I said was that we haven't seen it. But you saying that we haven't seen it indicates that there's a question mark whether that happened or not. Is that fair or not? If he went to hospital and uh, had a double fracture or whatever he had, I'm not questioning whether he had that or not. But I'm just telling you, Dillian White has a shoulder injury. We've got the medical reports, and that's it. It's not like there's... So you don't feel no need to kind of answer those questions by him Would not getting stick. No, I'm just saying, yeah. he's had, you know he's had a little bit of stick. press conference tomorrow. You can talk to him there about the injury. You've got a guy who, probably four weeks ago, uh, we had a decision where the WBC put out that paperwork to say he's mandatory to Tyson Fury. We sat down... We all agreed to proceed with this fight, right? This is the frustrating bit. He said, I'm fighting. I haven't boxed since March. I don't want to wait until next March till I fight again. I want to fight. Okay, we go ahead with Otto Wilding. About two and a half weeks later, he has a shoulder niggle, nothing major. We didn't think. And then he has a couple of days off sparring. He returns to sparring. He has a couple of spars. On Monday, he has to stop after eight rounds. He goes out. He sees the doctor again. He goes for an MRI. He's in pain when he's not even sparring. And they say to him, you can't fight. And he says, let me fight. And he says, you can't fight. You're going to damage your shoulder. It could have serious long-term effect. You won't be able to finish the fight. You should not be fighting. And he has to put out the fight. He spent fortunes on training camp. We've done our absolute bollocks on him not fighting. Right? We don't get to deliver a massive fight for DAZN as planned on October the 30th. The whole thing... Is a disaster for everybody. There is no benefit 
for anyone not fighting. You know Dillian White. Do you honestly think he wants I to know fight? he's injured. I, I know but he's do injured. Do you think he wants to wait till February or March to No, fight absolutely not. Right? No, so but that's not the question. I'm not yeah. saying, listen, I know but he's injured. Medical information. It's not, you know, you could speak to Dillian White about that information and he'll give you the, the information you need. And that, that medical report has been, is been made by the doctor. But it's not for me to start giving out medical records of, you know, hey, mate, what I've got it is, here it is, look, you know. It, it's just... I know, but the question was for your reference to Dubois, and I'm not saying you pulled for it, but you did say we hadn't seen it, but why should we have seen it at that point if we can't see it in any other fight? Because sometimes when a fighter loses in a defeat like that and people question his, you know, why... He, oh, I'm going back to the Kel Brook thing. When Kel Brook fractured his eye socket against... Gennady Golovkin, and we came out and we said, he, you know, people called, said that he quit, right? People said that he looked at the corner, he couldn't carry on, he was blinking. Okay, I understand. We went to the hospital, and I, we, I actually, I think I posted it. I said to Kel, you should post this. We're sitting there with a scan, right? So we posted the scan of an eye socket. You crack in here, huge crack in the eye socket. It was a completely different scenario. This is, this is an injury that's prevented him from fighting. It's not a, a, people calling him a like they were to Kel Brook and that was the same with Dubois people were accusing him of, of quitting in a fight so he hasn't got to show any kind of private med medical records but I just said I don't know I haven't seen the x-ray but you know um, you can talk to Dillian tomorrow we've got a press conference tomorrow no one's hiding from anything it's not like it might, it's unbelievable the conspiracy oh it's and if we were going to pull out of this fight because of Tyson Fury we would have done it four weeks ago. Easy for us to do. And by the way, like, even when that got made, there were a lot of people saying to me, you should. He was never going to pull out this fight. He hasn't boxed since March. He's going to be out of the ring in a, for a year before he fights Tyson Fury. That's not ideal. But he could not, he would not have been able to complete. He probably, you know, he's, and he's got massive set of balls on him. I don't think he would have been able to complete the fight. And you can't fight when the stakes are on the line like that in a heavyweight division when you've got one arm so he's, he ain't happy I'm sure he'll give you some gold tomorrow yeah that, my question wasn't about doubting, me doubting his thing because I, I've spoken to Dillian all the way through the last week uh, but my question was just to you about references that you'd made about fighters coming out and saying oh look I am I am injured look at, look at my but medical you report yeah, you don't really, it was, it's a completely different scenario it's a scenario where a guy was accused of not having an injury and actually ducking out of a fight that was what that situation was and I've, I've showed him before with the same thing with Kel Brook how has Wallin been compensated for this situation has he been compensated for this situation it's, I mean it's a, it's a standard procedure of a, a fight that's fallen through it's happened loads of times happened to my fighters a million times. It's happened to other fighters a million times. I spoke to Dimitri Salita last night. Um, he's frustrated. Wallin's frustrated. And I said, look, maybe we reschedule the fight. I said to Dimitri last night, I have to be honest with you, he's going to get mandated to fight Tyson Fury. Well, what, what do you think he's going to do? He said, no, I understand. He said, we're just frustrated. We want to try and make a fight. I said, I will, I will try and make a fight with you. With another one of our guys. Otto Wallin, good fighter, good name, etc. But I said... It, it's now contractually up to us if we reschedule the fight and quite honestly Dimitri if we're mandated to fight Tyson Fury n next which is early, will be early next year that is the next fight he will take he knows that so it's boxing we've seen it you know, we, we've been 
you, you get kicked in the nuts. And we'll help Dimitri try and make a fight for Otto Wallin. But we don't have to, but we'd like to help if we can. Um, workout's about to start, but just a quick one. After this weekend, obviously, you'll be travelling out to America at yes. some point for your your friend in boxing. You're just going there as a spare part, basically, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I was with him last, last week. I just want to go. I want to go and see the fight. I want to support him. They've asked me to be there. I'm allowed on top out. table. Uh, I don't know, really. Probably not. I, don't, I doubt it. I doubt I'll get a spot at the presser. It's on Showtime. So I remember when they did. Uh, do you remember when they did James the Gal against Badu Jack? Yes. And basically, I turned up at the press conference and I went, and there was all the name tags, and I weren't on there. And they were like, "No, no, Eddie, sorry, sorry, sorry." And, and actually. To be fair to Chunky, he went, no, you're up here, so we'll have to see, maybe. What promoters in America actually do like you? Aram on a good day? Yeah, no, probably not. Um, I think, what promoters in America actually like me? Mm, that is a fucking great question. I think, I think Lou DeBella, although we do have our rows, I think Lou DeBella likes me he's probably watching he's going what a prick I can't stand you um, Delahoya clearly likes you no Delahoya can't stand me um, but I get on well you know I get on okay with Eric Gomez and I get on really well with Robert Diaz but obviously um, Espinosa doesn't look like your biggest fan no, not Espinosa definitely don't like me um, yeah no none none <laughs> you must be doing something right then uh, how are you coming in this is Jorge Castaneda, right? I've been telling everyone, whatever they do, tune into your fight on oh. Saturday because it's going to be a war. Oh, for sure, man. I'm going to bring it to to yourself. We're going to give, give a great uh, fight to the fans from the UK. Because last time you weren't supposed to beat Ofer Jones. Yes, And sir. you went and beat him as well, you know? Yeah, I'm motivated. I'm excited to be in the UK and hopefully, like I said, win some UK fans with the great fight me and yourself are going to give. Good man, good man. Prediction for the fight? Excuse me? Prediction. Prediction for the fight. Uh, I'm just going to predict it'll be a great fight for me and uh, Yosef. So, I mean, tune in, man. You don't want to miss it. I've got to say, this is, this is a, an interesting situation where Yusuf Kamara, your opponent, is promoted, by managed by Dillian White, right? It was supposed to headline yeah. the gun. They, and they are from the same kind of school where they'll fight anyone. Yeah. And basically, I looked at this and he said, look, we want a real fight. And I thought... Kamari against Castaneda is an absolute war. And I said to Dillian, I've got to be honest with you, this is a tough fight for your boy. He said, well, that's what we want. So, well done to both of you. Yeah, this is the kind of fights we, we both want. I mean, it's going to take our career to the next level. I mean, it's going to uh, make us a better boxer, better, better fighters. Good luck, mate. Uh, thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Okay, final one for you before I let you go. Um, I'm hearing rumours. Can I, can I say rumours about a potential, your show or not really? Do you not want me to? December 11th. December the 11th now. Can I say what the... Mate, like, you've been in boxing for like 11 years, yeah? yeah? Literally, I only decided probably two days ago to do a show on December the 11th. Can I say it or do you not me to say in case I'm good? But you're right. Can I say it or not? I've not even had this conversation. You can say it and I'll tell you. Okay, so you will go December the 11th Potentially in Liverpool. I'm quite worried. Uh, you, like, and by the way, that's not confirmed. But I don't know how you, how you heard that. 
With who? Shall I mouth it rather than say it? Yeah. No, I'll, I'll tell a bit what you said. So, obviously with Dillian White, main event falling through, we wanted to add a real strong end to the year for the zone subscribers. So, on December the 18th, obviously we've got Chisora Parker. There'll be a press conference on Monday. Uh, brilliant card, some really, really good fights. In Manchester? Yeah, in Manchester, you know that already. December. No, the press conference, I yeah, mean. Sorry. Yeah, sorry then, I'll take that back, if that was rude, you know. Um, December 11, we will now go with another massive card. And uh, waiting on confirmation, but it looks like Conor Ben and Katie Taylor doubleheader with a couple of uh, world championship fights as well. So we are looking to close out the year on an unbelievable run, okay? And we do that run November the 13th in Sheffield, double world championship fight, Kid Galahad against Kiko Martinez, Terry Harper returning to the ring as well, Chris Billum-Smith for the European title. The week after, four world championship fights, Demetrius Andrade against Quigley, Julio Cesar Martinez against Arroyo, Akhmad Aliyev against Rios, unified super bantamweight world championship, Kali Reese against Kamara, the other half of the undisputed championship here. The week after that, the small matter of Teofimo Lopez against George Cambosis at Madison Square Garden. The week after that, fingers, fingers crossed, Devin Haney against Jojo Diaz. close. We're getting there. We are really getting there. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. In Vegas. Yes, that's December the 4th. December the 11th in the UK, possibly Liverpool, not, not confirmed. Massive UK show coming December the 11th. Conor Ben, Katie Taylor, World Championship fights as well on that card. December the 18th, Jazora Parker, Joshua Boatsy in a big fight, co-main event. Another World Championship fight on that card as well. European Championship fight. No, that, that card is stacked. So that's like a six-week run to smash the end of 2021. And Conor Ben... I still don't know how you knew that, by the way. Conor Ben, opponent-wise, yeah. um, I'm assuming we're looking at a, an Algerian Ortiz, one of these guys. Kind of names, yeah, good fight. It's going to be a big fight. So just try and finalise that. We're hoping we can make an announcement on the full Chisora Parker undercard this week and also our new December 11th show as well. Um, just reaction to the Frank Warren offers to David Avenician and Conor Ben? Yeah, I gave an interview the other day. I just basically said, I'd like to see Conor have another fight first. I think David Avenician is a world-class welterweight. I put him not up there with the champions, but very, very close. And I think the offer was probably half of what it should have been. But even if it was double, I just think for his development, probably needs one more fight. You know, there's no, and I said, Conor's like, we'll take the fight. I said, but there's no point, you know, you're being advised by Tony Sims and, and me and Charlie and the management. And we feel that that's a 50-50 fight. And actually next year, I think you'll be more ready for that fight. And, and it, it could be a bigger fight next year. Um, there's no shame. He's not, he's not ducking the fight. He'd fight him tomorrow. But I just feel that probably needs one more before I, before I have an answer. Eddie, thank you very much for the time as always. Uh, let you get back to watching your fighters do the workout. Have you got anything else you'd like to add, mate? No, great to see you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.